Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Yumiko's latest pinch collection includes all of your favorite styles reimagined with a classic pinch front neckline. In a dual launch with their brand new official 2020 colors, a few colors have made a triumphant return and new options have also become available. Start off the new year with a fresh look in the studio and personalize your own pinch front Leo through your local store or browse the various ready-to-wear options available online. Shop online at yumiko.com. I'm Rebecca King-Ferraro. And I'm Michael Breeden. And you're listening to Conversations on Dance. This week, we are continuing our higher education series on Conversations on Dance by introducing you to an incredibly unique program. Today, we chat with Stephanie Miller, the Associate Director at St. Mary's College's LEAP program. Stephanie began dancing at the age of three and received her BA in dance from St. Mary's College, as well as an MFA in choreography and performance from Mills College. She danced primarily with Pavra Dance from 2002 to 2011 and has performed with several other Bay Area dance companies. In July of 2017, she returned to her alma mater to step into the role of Associate Director for the LEAP program, or Liberal Education for Arts Professionals. LEAP is a program that brings higher education to current or former professional dancers with two or more years of experience in a way that works with students' busy schedules. Stephanie tells us about her personal experience in dance, how the LEAP program came about, her role in the program, and how the program is looking to expand in order to serve more professional artists. For more information, visit stmarys-ca.edu slash LEAP. Thank you so much for joining us today, Stephanie. We really appreciate having you on. Um, and we'd like to start where we typically start with our guests, which is just to ask a little bit about how you got your start in dance. Oh, gosh. Well, um, I could go way far back to um, when I was three years old, but yeah, I won't bore you. No, that's <laughs> fine. We like to start there. <laughs> um, I mean, I think like many, um, you know, people who 
kind of have found their way through life via dance. I started when I was really young and I did like the combo ballet tap classes at the local <laughs> dance company. Uh-huh. Through high school, I was in a ballet company. I'm from Los Angeles originally. So I was in, you know, a small company down there um, called Pasadena Dance Theater. And um, from there, I, I knew that while I was dancing in the ballet company and performing Nutcracker after Nutcracker, um, I sort of found myself after ballet class staying late to take jazz and contemporary classes. And so mm-hmm. I kind of found um, a deeper connection to dance through that style. And so mm-hmm. um, when I, when it came time to apply for college, I knew that I wanted to choose a place that had a strong dance program. And I, I sort of knew that I wanted to, you know, move far enough away from home where I could sort of um, explore my individuality and be um, independent. Um, but I didn't want to go too far away from home. So <laughs> Right. Los Angeles, I came up to the Bay Area, and I actually got my BA in dance from St. Mary's College. Um, I was part of, you know, traditional undergraduate um, program, mm-hmm. and I majored in dance. And um, that was in 2000, so it was about a year after Leap started. And I recall having Leap students in some of my technique classes and things like that. So it was sort of mm-hmm. always this peripheral program on campus and and we got to take class with some bigger names in the dance scene up here and um so I always knew about it and obviously Mm -hmm. you know the LEAP program was born at St. Mary's College and so it was always just sort of um in the periphery right um and then after um college I you know danced and toured went to grad school also for dance um up here at Mills College, and then um, found myself working at a high school in Marin County. Um, then I became a mom, and all these years later, many things happened, many different, you know, um, paths diverged and that sort of thing. And um, randomly, just sort of serendipitously, I guess, found myself back here two years ago with a former or with a friend of mine who who was a couple years ahead of me in um, the dance program here as undergrads, she had sort of also um, very randomly fallen into the program director position for LEAP. And when I found out about the associate director position, she had just been on board for a month and she was the one that hired me. So essentially I'm working with my good friend now um, and things have come really full circle all these years later. That's so um, great. We really want to get into more about Leap and, and all those sorts of things as we go on. But I want to rewind just a little bit and go back to your decision um, as a young dancer to attend college. Was that always something that you knew you were going to go to college? Because, you know, a lot of high schoolers kind of struggle with that decision. You know, do they go audition for companies? Is that the only path or is college a path? Like, how did you deal with that decision? And was it a struggle for you at all? Or you knew exactly what you wanted? Um, I would definitely say that at 18 years old, I did not know exactly what I wanted. Um, (laughs) And, you know, to a certain extent, I still feel like I'm not certain that that was the right decision or the best decision for me or the best decision for anybody. Um, I think had I understood more about like um, the expense of a college education, particularly at a private school, I probably would have um, made different choices because I'm paying off a lot of student loan debt right now. Mm -hmm. Um, So, but I think in terms of what I wanted to pursue and what I wanted to study, I knew that um, 
I, I did want to simultaneously have sort of an academic career, if you will, in addition mm-hmm. to be pursue my dance interests. And because about the time that I was graduating high school, I found myself more called to contemporary and modern dance. I thought that going to a college or university would better serve my goals in that way than not going to college and trying to join a ballet company or even a dance troupe or something like that. So, um, and you know, I did have that sort of performance, the performer's life uh, to a certain extent. I, I was touring a little bit with pickup companies in the Bay Area and I had a little taste of that as well. So I feel like I, you know, I gave myself that, I guess, um, you know, and also chose the path of, um, I wouldn't say that I regret going to college by any means. It certainly has afforded me um, many more opportunities than I would have been granted had I not had a college education. Um, And um, so, yeah, I, I just think that there are now so many different ways to kind of piece together a professional life and an academic life that, um, you know, were sort of lost on me as an 18 year old. And Mm -hmm. my parents were just kind of like, yes, you're going to college. That's what we do. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. Well, what was that like um, balancing those two things for you? You said you were dancing a lot with sort of pickup companies in the Bay Area, but you were still, you know, getting your higher education, going to college. How did you manage to, to find balance between the two things? Um, pretty easily. I think I, I recall only one time where an artist that I really wanted to work with, I wasn't able to because it can, the rehearsal schedule conflicted with my grad school schedule because I was in a full-time residency program at the time. Um, but other than that, I don't feel like I was limited in any way. Um, and I was able to, you know, stay on track with my studies in addition to accepting, you know, dance jobs here and there when I wanted to. Um, yeah, I, and I think that actually maybe also just because of the types of work that I gravitated towards and, you know, the type of choreographer that I wanted to work with, I felt like having the bolster of a college education and, and going through that sort of like intellectual growth simultaneously, um, really served me well in, through the choreographic process and in terms of, um, being able to access, you know, different choreographers work from through a different lens, if that makes sense. Oh, that's very interesting. Yeah, that makes sense. What was it that initially attracted you to St. Mary's College? Um, Where did you have your sight set on other schools? I know you said that, you know, staying locally ish was a priority Mm -hmm. to you. But what was it about the school that you really liked? Um. I actually was UC Berkeley, um, and it was the one UC that I did not get into as an 18-year-old oh. high school grad. So mm-hmm. uh, my, I had a very um, impression, or a, a teacher in high school that made an impression on me um, was my AP English teacher. His name was Mr. Nicholson, so if he ever hears this, he can <laughs> feel like him kudos. Uh, he was just kind of a nut and, and really smart. And, um, he, he was a a hard person to read, but you could tell like when he took an interest in you through, you know, just little comments or, um, 
little words of encouragement here and there. And so those were like these gold nuggets that he would give you because he wasn't a very like emotive person. Um, and I remember him taking the time to tell me about this. And I, I think his exact words were something to the effect of um, this tiny little liberal arts college nestled in fog or something like that. And so <laughs> he was the one who told me about St. Mary's College. And so I applied um you know, at the same time I was applying for other UCs throughout California and whatnot mm -hmm. and visited the college with my mom. And really, um, it was, it was like a little liberal arts college nestled in the fog. And, and, um, it, it made a huge impression on me when I visited. So that's kind of how I ended up here. I was really drawn to the small class size, mm -hmm. um, the LaSallean values, um, the, uh, you know, I'm not, I, I wasn't like going to a Catholic high school or anything. I'm not a wildly religious person, but I really, um, I was drawn to the, I guess the interconnectivity between, um, students on campus, faculty and students, that sort of thing. It just felt like an environment that you could learn in, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so it was more just a feeling than anything on paper that I was drawn to, you know? Mm -hmm. Right. While you were at school, did you have a greater idea of what you wanted your next step to be uh, and how dance would factor into that? Um, gosh, that's a good question. That was so many years ago. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I definitely recall, you know, my dad was, is a tax lawyer and I remember him saying like, well, why don't you just minor in business? You know, that sort of thing. And, mm -hmm. um, remember thinking like, no, I know enough about myself to know that dance is what I want to do. And I don't know right. what that's going to look like 10 years from now, but I know that I'm not going to waste my time, you know, investing time and money into something that really doesn't interest me. Um, right. and so I knew enough, I guess, to just keep putting one foot in front of the other. And um, that that worked for me because it led to, um, well, actually, there's one choreographer that I, I felt in retrospect, like the reason I ended up at St. Mary's was to meet um, Randy Povey. And I've been dancing for her for many years now. Um, she's become almost like family to me. And so that relationship is so important to me um, mm -hmm. that you know, it feels, it felt like that was one of the major things that I came to St. Mary's for. And then similarly, when I went to Mills College and just kept putting one foot in front of the other, I wasn't even sure like if, if the investment in grad school was, was going to end up being the right decision. But I met, right. I got to work with Shelly Center, who's a former Trisha Brown dancer. And I got to um, perform Trisha's work. We did Glacial Decoy for Trisha because Trisha's mm -hmm. a, an alum of Mills. Um, wow. so really some amazing opportunities and some, you know, I, I was, I kept being fed in these ways that were new and exciting that kept me going. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I didn't have a clear plan, but just knew to kind of keep saying yes to dance, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so what was your, um, dance education like at St. Mary's is, has a lot changed versus now? Like you said, it's been a few years. <laughs> so is it kind of the still, still the same kind of program? What was the dance training like? So we had a pretty, um, broad, like technical training. We had classes in ballet, modern yoga, Pilates, um, African, West African, um, I believe there were hula classes at the time that I was an undergrad. Um, 
There were many different genres. And then St. Mary's College also has a January term where for one month you can essentially you're allowed to take any um, course or it's a condensed course, month long course, anything outside of your major. But as dancers, we always chose the dance Jan term and we got to um, experience different choreographers um, and, you know, like choreography classes and um, things like that. So uh, the technical training was pretty broad. And then we had, um, you know, theory classes, um, dance history classes. Um, I remember a course called Perceiving the Performing Arts, where we learned, um, we actually went out into the community, saw performances, and just talked about, you know, the relevancy of the work and how to view dance and how to be a, an audience member, um, which is so important, too, as an artist. Mm-hmm. Um, so I felt like it was a pretty well-rounded, um, rich education and the, the LEAP program, not to bring it back to LEAP, but, um, so LEAP is actually housed, it's, it's aligned with the dance program still, but, um, it's sort of separate from that. So the, the courses for the dance major that we offer through LEAP are still aligned with the dance major on campus. So, um, they just sort of take they fulfill those classes in a different way LEAP students do. So they're able to um, test out of things like dance history and obviously technique classes. We, we recognize that as a, you know, a dancer for American Ballet Theater, you've probably taken an advanced ballet class, so we don't require <laughs> to do that. Um, mm-hmm. But, but yeah, so. Um, all, so all of the LEAP students are either professional dancers or retired dancers. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah, it's a program that's designed for current and former professional dancers. So um, what, you know, the typical student, there's most students are actually working professionals right now, I would say, Um, you know, in this, these uh, current cohorts that we have, but um, students in New York, for example, a lot of them are ballet dancers or Broadway performers. Students in LA, uh, there's a lot of actors now and um, a lot of commercial dancers, people that tour with musical artists and that sort of thing. And then in San Francisco, we work a lot with San Francisco Ballet and then the larger contemporary companies in this area. So the type of student kind of varies by location, but um, yeah, the requirements for the program is that you're a current or former professional dancer with at least two years experience because that's how we're able to offer you that credit for the the courses for the major through your professional experience. We will return to Conversations on Dance in a moment, but first, this week we are sponsored by our good friends at Vayette Virtual Ballet School, the next stage of ballet training. Vayette Virtual Ballet School is a -a one-of-a-kind online ballet classroom providing world-class ballet training to aspiring students regardless of their location. Fayette Virtual Ballet School believes that teaching proper technique is just as important as nurturing the mental, physical, and emotional aspects of their students. Fayette Virtual Ballet School is an extra push that you need heading into your upcoming audition, competition, or summer intensives. For more information, visit VayetteVirtualBalletSchool.com. That's V-E-Y-E-T-T-E VirtualBalletSchool.com. Or click the link in the description of this episode. Can you tell us a little bit about the genesis of LEAP? Like, um, you know, I think 
our community had been really underserved for so long, but what was it that, um, you know, inspired the creators of the program to um, help bring higher education to um, dancers that needed it? Yeah, I think just that, you nailed it. Um, I, and I, I'm speaking for Claire Sheridan, the founder of the program here, so I hope I do this justice. <laughs> um, but yeah, she, you know, she was a dancer and is a dancer and um, uh, founded the dance program here at St. Mary's College. And then she recognized the need for the dance community to have access to liberal arts education. And she she basically went to the governing bodies on campus and said, look, I have this idea um, for how to bring our curriculum to this the dance community. Um and, you know, make nobody else is doing this. We can make this education accessible for this underserved population. Um, and really, you know, ballet dancers, I think now it's like a little bit different. But 20 years ago when the program started, um, ballet dancers, the lifespan of, of a ballet dancer was pretty short. And so dan- dancers were starting really young joining a company or, you know, joining as an apprentice or joining as in a training program and then um, making their way through the ranks. And at, you know, 25, 30 years old, their career had ended or they were severely injured and then they had nothing to fall back on. And it was a real struggle, um, you know, financially, professionally, emotionally, all the things that you kind of go through um, during a, a crisis like that. And so she really wanted to offer dancers that bridge from the important work that they were doing as dancers into the, whatever that next thing was. And so she approached it from the place of well, the LEAP program. This idea of the LEAP program is the most Lasallian thing I can think of. It's about serving the community and giving back and, um, you know, really serving the underserved, like you said. So that was sort of how the idea began. And um, and then, you know, she just went through and aligned the courses that the LEAP students were taking with other courses on campus and so on and so forth, and essentially create a whole uh, academic program separate from the dance major, all that operated off campus. So it was quite an right. undertaking. Um, and if you ever have the opportunity to meet Claire Sheridan, uh, She'll just blow your socks off because she's still <laughs> for the program. She's still um, she's just as as much of a powerhouse as ever. She's really wonderful. So it's so funny because I so I grew up in the Bay Area and I remember when this program started. I remember my dad was telling me about it. It was like, look, you could you know go to school and be a dancer, and I, I it was right. I know you said. Um, that maybe no one else was doing it. Was it like the very first program in the U.S. like this? I know there's some more now, um, but was it their originator? Um, I think that, yeah, as far as I know, LEAP is the only program really of its kind. I think a, a couple other universities may have tried something similar. Mm-hmm. Um, the closest thing that, that I can think of that's local to us is the BFA program through Dominican University in Marin. But mm-hmm. um and they work with uh, Lions Ballet, um, right. but that's a full like residency program, as far as I know. So Leap is the only program that really offers 
the same 126 unit bachelor's degree, like same degree I got as a four year undergrad Mm -hmm. um, through part time study and for a fraction of the cost. So you can be dancing for San Francisco ballet and still earning your degree in three to four years. Wow. Um, That's so insane. Yeah, there's, there's, it's a, it's very nuanced the way all the pieces fit together, but, uh, and so a large, I mean, a large part of the work is actually um, building a course of study for each individual student that works for their particular set of circumstances. So um, uh, it's a lot of email and a lot of advising over the phone and things like that, but everybody's getting a very personalized, the curriculum is set, but everyone's getting a very personalized sort of um, path, I guess, for, for right. lack of a better way of putting and can it. You, can you choose your major? Is everybody majoring in dance? It is a dance major okay. um, yeah. because there's there's four ways to earn credit, which we can get into or not, depending on how much time you have. One of the ways, so so Leap offers liberal arts curriculum. That's that's the the courses that you're taking through us are are um, liberal arts courses like uh, cultural anthropology, um, the art and practice of math. There's two seminar classes. Um, you take a theology course. So there's this whole little uh, basket of liberal arts courses to choose from, and then. The students are coming to us with the professional dance experience. So so the way we look at it is almost like a bachelor's completion program. They're coming to us with the courses for the major already satisfied. Got it. Yeah. Right. And then liberal arts courses through us. So that's what they're paying right. tuition on, liberal arts courses. Mm-hmm. Got it. By the major is dance. Mm-hmm. So what are some of your personal responsibilities as associate director for the program? So I, um, I have two staff people, one in Los Angeles where we offer classes and then another one in New York. Um, and so I oversee those two, um, staff people. We have, um, weekly meetings and they provide advising for the students in those locations. I provide advising. So that's sort of my immediate responsibility. And then I oversee operations for all three locations. Um, so I work closely with, Shauna Vela, who's the program director for LEAP currently, and um, she sort of deals with curriculum, and um, we just did our program review, things sort of relating back to um, the dance department and faculty and that sort of thing, and then I handle operations, things like budget and state certification. So every day is kind of different, actually. But the Mm -hmm. one thing that's consistent is that I'm always talking to students all day long, trying to figure out what the next classes that they're taking, trying to, um, you know, develop a petition for a senior project idea. Um, It's really just a lot of communicating with the students and the faculty to make sure that um, the courses that we're coordinating are really meeting their needs. Right. So um, what are some of the accomplishments of some of the alumni from the LEAP program um, after they've maybe finished their um, dance careers? What have they gone on to do thanks to their degree from LEAP? You know, it's, it's, um, there's a wide variety of, of professions and different things that students have gone into after LEAP. Um, we have uh, physical therapists, we have lawyers, um, we have Fulbright scholars. We have um, people who have begun, you know, online businesses. Um, 
We have certainly people who've opened dance studios. Um, gosh, there's just, there's so many avenues that you're able to pursue after LEAP because of the way our program is structured. So Mm -hmm. yes, you're getting a degree in dance, which a lot of people who are curious about the program, that's the first thing they ask, you know, what can I do with a degree in dance? Well, really anything. Um, Mm -hmm. I had a student who actually, she took almost a year off from LEAP because she really wanted to pursue law after LEAP. What any type of MFA program or, you know, law degree program, what those kinds of institutions are looking for are students who are well-versed, creative, um, and interested in myriad things, not just someone who has, you know, chosen economics or politics their whole life. Um, So so students have gone on from LEAP to do a wide variety of things. The opportunities are endless. And through the program, through electives and senior projects, students can really explore those interests. Um, We have students who, I just had a student who finished a senior project and she actually created and launched a nonprofit as part of her senior project. The the launch of this is actually happening this weekend. It's really inspiring. They're doing work in the program. It's not just like a course where you're checking a box. You're actually doing work that really matters to you and carries carries through into that next thing, you know? Right. Um, so it's really and it's really relevant. And it's not just, well, I'm taking this class because I, I need the units or whatever. Right. People are choosing choosing things that really make sense for them and matter to them. That's so cool. I love that. So what goals do you have for LEAP moving forward? Um, well, we have just... Um, I'm not sure how much I can share about this just because it's not official yet. <laughs> but on the record, I will say that we have interest in exploring um, being able to offer a fully online program. So right now, oh. um, there is a residency requirement. And um, so students take the, the liberal arts courses that I mentioned. They're offered in a hybrid format. So some of the class meetings happen in person at our locations in our three cities, and some of the work happens online. So it's flexible in that way where if you happen to be on tour, you know, you might enroll in a course that has less in-person sessions and that sort of thing. And, and that has worked for people, but we're finding that um, there's a whole untapped community of dancers out there who don't reside in New York, Los Angeles, or San Francisco, oh, yeah. who want education also. And so um, we really want to see growth in that way where we're able to make the program accessible to as many people across the United States as we can. Um, so we're exploring ways to do that. And we're hopeful that um, at some point in the you know, 2020 academic year, we'll be able to announce that we have um, a fully online option for people. Um, And we definitely have identified, um, you know, other locations in Chicago, Portland, um, Miami, places like that, who, you know, where dancers have expressed interest um, and the need for leap. So um, we're looking into that. And then um, another goal, I think, down the line would be to expand the program in terms of major so that we're able to offer right. leap to musicians or to mm-hmm. actors and just kind of change up um, those courses for the major so that instead of 
you know, testing out of a dance history course, you're testing out of a music theory course or something like that. And so by aligning those challenge courses with the other performing arts programs on campus, we are hopeful that we can, you know, open up the program to other types of performing artists, not just dancers. That's so, so many exciting things happen. So we encourage all dancers listening to be sure to if you're not in any of those cities to stay tuned to leap and see any of those exciting announcements coming. But for dancers who are in LA, San Francisco or New York City, and they're interested in leap, how can they what's their first step that they should do in order to kind of get in touch with you guys and learn a little bit more about the program? Um, Definitely. Yeah, I would say definitely visit our website. Um, It's St. Mary's dash CA dot edu and then slash leap and it's S T M A R Y S dash CA dot edu slash leap. Um, you can visit our site and find out a little bit more about the curriculum and kind of how the program works. And then there is a sort of an intake form that exists on the site. Um, that asks a few questions about your dance background and you're able to kind of determine like, is the LEAP program even right for me? Do I, do I fit this sort of model? Um, and then once you submit that, we can connect you with, depending on where you're, where you're located, we can connect you with um, either myself, Margot in New York or Andrew in Los Angeles. And you can um, have more of a personalized um, plan created for you in a one-on-one conversation with a coordinator. Um, We have rolling admissions, so you can technically apply and start the program at any time. And we have three terms, fall, spring, and summer. Um, So we make it pretty easy uh, to strike when the iron's hot. If you get that itch and you feel like you (laughs) want to dive back into your academics, um, we're always accepting applications. Um, And um, we're all extremely reachable. If you have questions about the application process, um, or about financial aid or anything like that. Um, there are tons of resources. You can give us a call. The phone number is also on the website or just reach out to us via email. And this is what we do all day long. We communicate with students. So you can expect an answer from us you know, pretty quickly. And then for students who, who are not residing in San Francisco, uh, New York, or Los Angeles, please still fill out an intake form and let us know where you're located because that really helps us as we pursue these other um, these other ideas about offering online programming if we can identify pockets of students in specific locations that's really helpful to us yeah that makes sense for sure well it sounds like a wonderful program and we're so glad that you took the time to speak with us to inform all our dancers listening about this great program that you guys have and and the growth that's coming along with it Right. I think that especially those online classes are just going to be such a game changer for so many dancers. So we really look forward to hearing about the future of the program. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, thank you for all your questions. And um, if, if there are any follow-up questions or anything all anything at all that I can provide additional um, clarity on, please let me know. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Thanks Stephanie. Thanks so much, Stephanie. Thank you for joining us this week. If you would like to support the Conversations on Dance podcast, there are a few ways that you can help. Click over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Download episodes when you listen to allow our analytics to better understand our listenership. 
join our Facebook group, Conversations on Dance, Friends of the Pod, or you can offer a donation. Conversations on Dance has always been and will always be free to our listeners. You can help us continue to create and produce this unique behind-the-curtain look at the dance world by visiting conversationsondancepod.com support. Thank you for tuning in. See you next week.